When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to NFL Live. So glad you're with us today. Marcus Spears, Mina Kimes, Keyshawn Johnson, Adam Schefter will join us in just a little bit. We're with you for the hour. We'll get you ready for week 18 action throughout this show, but we begin with the latest on DeMar Hamlin. And for that, we go back to a candlelight vigil that was held in support of Hamlin's recovery there in Buffalo. The community of Buffalo has rallied around him so beautifully. He remains hospitalized at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. And overnight into today, there have been some seemingly positive updates, certainly Anything feels positive at this point if it's relatively good news. We bring in Coley Harvey, who's outside the hospital, has been covering this story since Monday night. Coley, what do we know about the status of Hamlin right now? Uh, well, you just referenced it, Laura. What we know is that there have been improvements in DeMar Hamlin's status. It's it, it's still too early to say that, that we're seeing true, true real signs of progress, but we're seeing the types of progress that doctors were hoping to see. That's obviously a very good sign, but there's still a long way to go for uh, for this young man. I can tell you that there has been optimism and hope in DeMar Hamlin's family from the moment they arrived here at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center and have been in that ICU uh, waiting to see uh, what these next steps will be. Here's a little bit more of what the family spokesperson, who's also a close friend of DeMar Hamlin, uh, here's what Jordan Rooney told me earlier today. The news that we will share today is um, we've got some, some positive steps in the right direction. So still has a long ways to go, but in terms of what the doctors want to see, um, it's positive. I, I know you can't get too deep into that because they haven't even shared all yes. of that, but what does positive steps, what does that look like from what they've told you? To be honest, that's all I got. It just that in terms of what they were looking for and hoping to see overnight, they got, they got that. They got what they needed. You heard that right there, and that echoes a statement released by the Buffalo Bills this afternoon after our interview uh, aired. In that statement, the Bills said that DeMar Hamlin remains in the ICU here in critical condition. They said that there are noted signs of improvement. As I mentioned, those noted signs came yesterday and overnight, according to the Bills. They also say that he will remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. But still, positive news right now. Any positive news is good news at this moment, but a long, long way to go still for DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, we'll take it. And thank you to Coley Harvey for all the latest and this excellent coverage from Cincinnati. We'll check back in with you if anything changes. Now, the actual game between the Bills and Bengals has certainly taken a backseat to Hamlin and his health. But a reminder of this scene, Zach Taylor, Sean McDermott were instrumental in the care of the other players that night. Potentially what happened with the game suspension, too. Taylor was asked about all of those moments today, and here's what he said. I'll lead it off here. You know, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family and his loved ones and um, his teammates, the coaches, the entire Bills organization. We've always had a great deal of respect for them. Um, I think that's grown much deeper, obviously, um, with what we've all seen transpire. And um, so certainly we're pulling for DeMar. Uh, 
hoping for the most positive outlook and uh, looking forward to him seeing all the support that he's getting from um, his team, his community, um, people around the league, his family. Um, that'll be a great day when he's able to see that. We've been in that situation many times where there's an injury to an opponent and you give them the space to operate. And, and um, so as our team made it on the field and you could see the reaction uh, of the players that were out there and how they were impacted, mostly their guys, a couple of our guys, you could, you could quickly see the seriousness of the nature that it was different than anything we'd experienced. And during those moments, uh, all everyone's hoping for is the best case scenario with DeMar. No one's processing whether this is a game that's going to be played or delayed. That, that's not going through anyone's mind. I, I've, seen the, I've seen the TV copies now, and everybody else was kind of forced to think that way because, because they're not down there in the moment. Um, so people get a chance to process what's going to happen. That, that never crossed any of our minds. It was just, how is this player going to, going to be okay? And I won't disclose um, any of the private conversations Sean and I had except for this. When I got over there, uh, the first thing he said was, I need to be at the hospital tomorrow, and I shouldn't be coaching this game. And so that, to me, provides all the clarity because there, there was no uh, unprecedented is the word that gets thrown out a lot about this situation because that's what it is. Uh, but in that moment, he really uh, showed who he was, that, that all his focus was just on DeMar and being there for him, being there for his family at the hospital. And, and at that point, um, I think everybody, everything trended in the, in the direction it needed to trend and the right decisions were made there. But um, again, just, just uh, the way that I, I really felt Sean McDermott led in that moment for his players. He was there for his players. He, he processed the right way, which is incredibly difficult. And... Uh, and really helped us get to the, the solution that we needed to get to. Couple great leaders in those coaches. The NFL released the following statement on the Bills Bengals game in week 18 yesterday. After speaking with both teams and NFL PA leadership, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell informed the clubs today that the Bills Bengals game will not be resumed this week. The NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. The league has not made any changes to the week 18 regular schedule, and we will continue to provide additional information as it becomes available. Uh, Marcus, we know that week 18 is going on as planned. So let's go inside the locker room for a second. That first game is going to air on ESPN. It's the Chiefs against the Raiders on Saturday afternoon. How hard do you think it's going to be for these guys to get back on the field this weekend? The NFL players as a whole. It's going to be difficult. And listening to Zach Taylor talk just now, it just reminded me of the gravity of this situation. Obviously, it hasn't exited everybody's mind. It's still fresh. It's still new. But when you think about two coaches in that position based on what he just said, it, the, the matter of life and death, and I know that's, been tar that's a term that's been thrown around since the beginning of this, but when it's real and it's there for those guys, it brings me into what you just asked me, Boogie. And obviously, as football players, we've always had this sentiment to galvanize around tragedy. Unfortunately, um, that you go through things and it, it makes you stronger. It brings a group together. Uh, like Zach Taylor just said, this is different than anything that we've ever seen, unprecedented. And we had a hard time processing it as people that have to cover it. So you can imagine mm. how, how fresh this wound still is for the players that witnessed it. And not only that, the Buffalo players that are there with DeMar every day, preparing, laughing, having a good time as we do in the locker room. But I think it will galvanize them. I think it'll galvanize this team. I've been a part of teams where tragedy has hit us and it made us come together. It made us stronger, and I think that is, that is actually a coping mechanism. 
um, the mental health is absolutely going to be at the forefront for these guys based on the reactions that you saw in this game. But ultimately, there has always been um, an emotion and a feeling around your brothers. We don't take that term lightly when we play football together. And I'm not trying to be on here and make no mistake about it. Every guy in the locker room on teams don't love each other and like each other. But the overall sentiment on football teams that I've been a part of, especially good ones, and you can see the type of tempo that's been set by Sean McDermott, this is a close group. And I'm sure somebody at some point is going to say, we're going to go ball for DeMar, and we are going to go try to bring him a Super Bowl trophy and a championship ring. That is going to galvanize this team when it comes to football, and these guys will be there to hold each other up. They certainly are going to be there to hold each other up. And, and look, when you talk about the Buffalo Bills, that's one thing. The New England Patriots is another. Those two will eventually play each other right now and it's scheduled to go on on Sunday. But when you start to look across the league, Laura, and you talk about what goes on inside those locker rooms, the further these teams are away from DeMar and, and the Buffalo Bills and the players that didn't go to college with him, they're approaching it a little bit different than the ones that went to school with him, grew up around him, kind of have personal relationships with him. It's a totally different situation. Seattle's not, you know, hey, yes, it's the NFL. We have a strong brotherhood. But the Cincinnati, uh, 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 Seattle, they've got to try to figure out how to win their football game and still think about what just happened on that Monday night where Buffalo, they've got to get prepared. On top of that, they got to still think about what just happened on a Monday night that they saw up close in person. It becomes a very, very difficult situation to have to deal with. On top of preparation, think about some of the guys stayed back on Monday night. Some guys are just now entering into Buffalo earlier today because they were at the hospital still. So when you start to think about all the preparation that has to go into this, and then on the other side, you got the New England Patriots who have to prepare for the Buffalo Bills as well. So it's going to be rough and tough, but I think in the end, as long as we don't see any unforeseen turns between today and Sunday, the games will go on. Yeah, and DeMar Hamlin's health, his well-being, certainly at the forefront of everybody's mind, no matter what. The Bills did cancel their media availability today. They did have a walkthrough over at the stadium. And, Mina, we're talking about it here. The Bills' first game back Sunday against the Patriots. What do you expect the feeling will be like in that stadium as they get ready to kick off? You know, NFL players are incredibly good at compartmentalizing. Every week there is a scary hit somewhere in the league, and the players see it, they know it could happen to them, and they get back onto the field. But as we've heard from numerous players, in and former players, uh, throughout the last couple of days, this is not normal. And I have to think, uh, when that first hit happens, in the Bills game or anywhere else, Laura, there's going to be a pause, not just amongst the players, amongst the people on the sidelines, the people in the stadium, the people watching, that feeling that well, we just saw the worst possible scenario, could it happen again? Now, again, like he said, like Marcus said, the players are going to rally around each other. They've done this so many times. They get back on the field. They play. I kind of wish they didn't have to so soon, to be honest, because psychologically it's not a normal situation and what is being asked of them is not normal but I know that they will because it is something that most of them all of them really have done over the course of their careers.
It's well said. I, I feel the same way. I keep grappling with the idea of covering a game on Saturday and just what it's going to even be like to watch everyone warm up and go through their normal routine that now all of a sudden doesn't feel normal at all. Let's bring Adam Schefter in here. We mentioned earlier that the NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game between the Bills and Bengals. Adam, what more can you tell us about that game and when it might happen? Well, Laura, the NFL had a conference call this afternoon, and on that call, the NFL executive Troy Vincent addressed that specific issue, and he said that the league has been so focused on dealing with DeMar Hamlin and his situation that it really hasn't had time yet to process the right moves to make with the Buffalo-Cincinnati game that has been postponed this week, and nobody knows whether or not it will be resumed. I think now that they're starting to get some encouraging signs, now that they're hoping and praying for more of them, the league will start to consider more of those scenarios. And they said that in the coming days, they expect to make a decision regarding that game. Now, the fact of the matter is there's really only two decisions. Number one, you don't play it, and you move forward with the seedings based on the records of the games that the teams have played through the 18 weeks of the season, even if it means... Buffalo and Cincinnati have played one fewer game than all other teams. The other option at the league's disposal is the bye week or the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge Week between the conference championship game and the Super Bowl. And the league always could opt to push games, weekends back by one and eliminate the Pro Bowl Skills competition if that's what it decides is best. But the league said it has not had any time to delve into any sort of serious discussions about what it's going to do about that game yet, though it knows that it has to make a decision in the coming days. Yeah, it, for people wondering that exact timeline, the Pro Bowl week would be the first week of February. Of course, the Super Bowl week follows that. So keep an eye on it for sure. It is uncharted waters, to say the least. And we have more on the DeMar Hamlin story coming later in the show. Thanks to Adam. He's with us for the hour. Ahead on NFL Live, stay with us. Despite a sluggish start to the season, the Packers still in the playoff hunt. Hear why Marcus believes their ground game is critical this week. They got to win if they want to carry on. Plus, the Jaguars have won four straight and can clinch a playoff spot with the win this week over the Titans. Mina tells us why Doug Peterson's game plan could be the difference maker. More NFL Live on the way. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
The Countdown crew has you covered for week 18 season finale Saturday at 3 Eastern before Chiefs Raiders. We got coverage galore at 7:30 Eastern. Also leading into Titans Jaguars both on ESPN and ABC. Plus there is the usual three hour show Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. So glad you're with us on NFL Live. Hey, look at the Packers guys. Well, that's Jared Goff on the left and Aaron Rodgers on the right. But either way, how about them Packers? Okay, they beat the Lions at home on Sunday and they're in the playoffs. Everyone who left Rodgers in Green Bay for dead is looking around, maybe thinking they need to eat some crow. Hold up, player. Still, Rodgers knows they got to take care of business against a tough Lions team. Here he is on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I always felt like as long as we're mathematically alive, then we're in it. And even at four and eight, I said, if we just get this one, you never know what can happen. And then we get another one. You never know what can happen. It's like, well, now what are you going to say? You know, okay, now you're going to change the whole narrative. Oh, now nobody wants to see the Packers in the playoffs. I got it. Uh, so if you follow along with the narrative, you really ride this crazy roller coaster throughout the season. I never really have. A lot of people have done a lot of things for us. Now nobody needs to do anything for us except us winning a game against a real good opponent at home on Sunday night. Okay, Sunday will mark the fourth time the Packers have had a chance to clinch a playoff berth in a regular season finale with Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback. Green Bay has won each of the three previous times, including the last instance in 2016 against the Lions. Rodgers finished that game with four touchdowns and no picks. I mean, I don't know what it is about these great players. It's part of what makes them great, but it's like when it all matters, they are able to get it done, right? And it's hard to count out Aaron Rodgers in these moments. But Marcus, what do you think is the biggest thing we need to pay attention to in this game against the Lions. Yeah, first and foremost, I'm writing my apology. I'm still not doing I'm it. waiting on that. <laughs> I'm, to go. Now, I'm taking honestly, it personal honestly, and I got nothing to do like, with it. Let's be real. I thought they would be eliminated because <laughs> I didn't think the other teams would fall off of a cliff. We talked yeah, about the improvement point. that Green Bay would hopefully eventually make. Anyway, beside the point, this is about the line of scrimmage. Y'all know I love the trenches. I love more when MK talks about it, but I'm going to talk about Aww. it because I'm first. All right, we know <laughs> what the Green Bay Packers have done from an offensive standpoint. They really haven't changed their stripes. Aaron Rodgers and these receivers have built a better rapport here down the stretch with the work that they put in. But but think about this. My man Buggy gave me this stat. They have seven rushing TDs in their last four games. They only had five in the first 12. So you know what they're committed to. And then they run. They have 45% of design run. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Mm. And they run in the ball 45% of the time, which is he's the previous two-time MVP, and he's playing on a running football team. Like, <laughs> they are really good at getting this going, and then he's striking when that availability happens. So the Detroit Lions going to have to hunker down, get this run stop, and dare I say, because I know it don't make no damn sense to nobody that watch football, <laughs> put the game in Aaron Rodgers' hands, and that's yeah. probably your best chance to win. Ooh, this this game is a Marcus Spears special. It is all about <laughs> running the football, part because these defenses struggle to stop the run. Uh, so I'll, I'll take it to the other side. The Lions have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL. They're also really diverse in their concepts, which I think will come in handy in particular against a Green Bay defense that surprisingly has actually been pretty solid against zone runs. According to PFF, they're allowing 3.7 yards per carry against zone, but against power and counter that jumps up to 6.4 yards per carry, and that is something that the Lions are very good at. Now, the Packers run defense has been better over the last couple of weeks. But the Minnesota offensive line banged up. The Miami offensive line without Tron Armstead, not the same thing as this Detroit offensive line that moves bodies around. So I think Detroit's going to have to dominate on the ground, and I think they're perfectly capable of doing so.
exactly what you said, Mina, is that is the recipe for success for Detroit. Because when you look at it, they decide that, okay, we're going to all of a sudden not do what we have done with success in running the football. We're going to put the football in, in, in golf's hands and allow him to try to throw the football all over the lot. Well, we know he struggles in cold weather, although he had a pretty good game this year in freezing temperatures, but lifetime it hasn't been so good with those small hands going Ooh. from a dome into that type of cold weather. Ooh. It's a different situation. Second half, you know how it gets, Marcus, in Green Bay in the second half of a game at night. Mother. Freezing temperatures for Mother. a dome team, that is a recipe for not success. Jerry Gold got little hands. Yeah, they're pretty small. You know what? I was, yeah, I was got, trying yeah. to load up. Itty bitties. I was trying to load up the uh, weather for, for Green Bay. Anybody got it? I'm trying to do it on my phone, but it's going to take me cold. like a really long time. I, I bet cold you what is it? even thinking oh, about it's it, 30, Laura. It's 20, 30 degrees. 26 degrees. Boogie, we doing 30. the show. Okay. Well, I was doing something else because I it, really it, got curious. Oh. 30 you, degrees at kickoff. You say 30 degrees at the start of kickoff. By the time they get kickoffs? to the third quarter. That that thing gonna, gonna be, be twenty six. It'll be it'll be fifteen by the time right. they get to the fourth quarter. Yeah, and the numbers <laughs> Key just put out. Uh, that's what Jared Goff does under freezing. It's not good. Okay, so green. while the Packers control their own playoff destiny, the Lions and Seahawks postseason fate rests in each other's hands. The Lions clinch a spot with a Seahawks loss and a win over Green Bay. As for Seattle, they need to win against the Rams and have Detroit win on Sunday night. It's so fun when all the becomes connected like this. So Mina, the Seahawks are the other part of this equation, right? What yeah. do they need to do Sunday to beat the Rams and keep their playoff hopes alive? Well, and, and of course the Lions will know, right? If they've even got a shot right. to be a salty homer for a second. It's a little bit unfair to Seattle, but whatever. They'll, they're the Lions. They're going to play hard under Dan Campbell. So Seattle has to do something that at times they have struggled to do for much of this season, which is, of course, to stop the run. Because the Rams' rushing attack has really turned things around since being one of the worst in football. Last week against L.A., Cam Akers, who's been super dynamic with the ball in his hands over the last few weeks, put up over 120 yards. Now, Seattle's run defense has tightened things up recently. I think getting players back like Al Woods, Marcus Knows has been important in that regard. But you cannot cede the run to this Rams team. Otherwise, it might be a trap game for Seattle. Yeah, it's interesting. Mina just pointed it out uh, a little subtly, not so subtly, that they're going to know the results of the game <laughs> before they go Mina, in. So Mina, you know what's Mina going on? absolutely looks like, That's all. like James Bond right now. Yeah, or James Bond. James Bond. Oh, yeah. Mina Bond. Mina Bond, yeah, right? Let's give her a name. Into the background, You're about to go actually, save somebody's life. That's what it looked like. <laughs> She's <All> dynamic. <laughs> okay, still to come. Reactions from around the league as we continue to talk about DeMar Hamlin and everything that you need to know about what's going on with him. You're going to hear what a former college teammate had to say about the man underneath the pads. It's all coming your way next on NFL Live. Keep it with us. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. A lot of us have been around Damar. Um, you know, we offer our prayers to him, to his family, the people in that organization. Um, they've been through a lot, and this is tragic. You know, haven't been around the young man, know him, know the type of person he is. Um, yeah, it's tough. Just want everyone to know that they got a lot of people that that care for him in this building, and that you know the, the relationships. Like this is why this is one of the reasons why you build the relationships. So, um, the people that are hurting from this can can come talk to the people they need to. Let's be honest, nobody's fine. Um, I think we all have the tendency to say we're good. Um, so that's that's where our mind is, and that's where our focus is. I mean, we obviously know what's in front of us uh, professionally, but you know. Our, our spirituality um, playbook was was open today. My heart aches for the whole Bills organization, specifically Demar's family and himself, but also um, everybody that chooses to play football and and the things that that those emotions can elicit. I wish I could do something about it. Unfortunately, I can't. I don't know. In, in moments like this, the slight, minute comfort that I do find is. There seems to me a pervasive, a pervasive uh, theme when, when tragedy occurs is for whatever reason, you end up seeing glimmers of the best face of humanity. So I think there has been examples of that, of, of people really aiding and, and uh, supporting each other. It's a, a slight solace to an otherwise um, terrible event. The Buffalo sports community came together last night. The Buffalo Sabres players wore T-shirts with love for three as they walked into the arena. And at the University of Buffalo, they also honored Hamlin, joining the united spirit of sending well wishes to DeMar and his family. This community incredibly connected, and they're known for that in Buffalo. For more now, we bring in Elena Getzenberg, who's in Buffalo and has been covering this story so detailed since Monday night. Elena, what has the last day been like in Buffalo? Yeah, Laura, on my my drive down here to the stadium, 
I actually saw a billboard that said praying for Damar Hamlin. And I think that perfectly describes what this past day has been like. This community, I live here. I've seen what it's like. This community has gone through so, so much this year. And they are praying for Damar Hamlin. We're seeing signs all over the city of Buffalo. Behind me, the stadium, all of the jumbo, little jumbotrons they have around the stadium are, have Damar Hamlin's name on them or recognizing him. This community is hurting. And I also, you know, this team is dealing with this on an emotional level. I reached out to multiple people in the organization today just to see how things are going. And you can tell they're not just, you know, worried about themselves, worrying about Tamar and his family, but worried about each other and really caring for the people in the building. So right now this is a community, a team that is hurting and really just hoping for the best for Tamar back in Cincinnati. Yeah, along those lines, Elena, what does the rest of the week look like for the Bills as they do play on Sunday against the Patriots? Yeah, Laura, actually, just as we were coming on to talk to you, the Bills made a roster move and signed a safety, uh, Jared Maiden from the Jets practice squad. They released Xavier, Xavier Rhodes, a cornerback, in a corresponding move. So that's an example. This week is going on as scheduled. The Bills held a walk through today. They had team meetings. Um, we got an almost eerily normal injury report. Uh, Taron Johnson was limited with a concussion. It's, it's normal. They held a walk through. They're going through practices. They are preparing for this game on Sunday against the New England Patriots and the week is continuing pretty much as it normally would, which given the circumstances and everything going on is a lot to say, but right now it's business is going on and they're preparing to play the Patriots on Sunday. Yeah, I'm sure it's going through the normal motions when things feel completely abnormal for everyone involved. Thanks to Elena Getzenberg for the latest from Buffalo and Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett tweeted yesterday with you every step of the way three Pickett and Damar Hamlin were teammates at the University of Pittsburgh. They both served as captains for the team in 2020. The video you see here was tweeted by Hamlin before the Bills and Steelers game earlier this season. You can see the love that those two have for each other. And here's more from Pickett today. Damar, you know, he's an unbelievable person, does so much for the community. A guy from Pittsburgh, stayed home, could have went anywhere he wanted to, um, you know, stayed home. And, and we had, you know, a great run together and he had an unbelievable career at Pitt, you know, captains together in 2020. Just an all around, you know, great person, great family. You know, his brother was always around the facility. Um, you know, he, so they're just they're just like Pitt family, you know, to, to all of us, you know, and myself included. So, um, you know, prayers, thoughts and prayers are with him and, you know, just trying to keep in touch with his family through Coach Narduzzi. I'm sure they're getting swamped with messages, but trying to stay up to date on, on how he's doing. And, you know, it seems like everything's going the right direction. And, uh, you know, just hoping up for the best for him. Just want to get better. You know, I think, Football creates bonds like no other sport. You know, I play basketball, I play baseball. Uh, I don't know, football has something special to it. You just go through so many ups and downs together. And, um, you know, having, you know, four years with DeMar and, you know, my teammates are all over the NFL and, you know, we're continuing to stay in touch. And, um, you know, it, it's just, you create special bonds. So, you know, he's like family to me. And, um, you know, guys around the league are all checking in on each other, making sure everyone's, you know, okay, especially guys who have played with him or on the Buffalo team or, you know, back at Pitt. So, you know, everyone's rallying together, you know, for DeMar. So it's good. You know, it bums me out a little bit that something horrible has to happen for us to find out a little bit more about the great man under the pads. It, that is what's going on, though, with Damar Hamlin and the bond that you're seeing about so many people who care deeply about him, so many people who have been added to that list of people who care. We all feel like we do, and, yeah. and we don't even know him that well like these other guys do. How would you describe just seeing that bond play out real time, Mark? I think, it, I think it, it, it gives everybody perspective, right? I always liken it to 
you know, you know this, Boogie, like when a family member passes and all of the family gets there and they say, we need to get together more. Yeah. We need to talk to each other more. I need to call you more. I need to pick up the phone and reach out or I need to answer more when you call. And I think everybody has this reflective moment of what could have been um, with DeMar and w while he still fights this battle. But to see Kenny Pickett talk about him and, and the one poignant thing, football brings us together because it's so hard. And I know we try to explain that to people, but being a player, you see guys go through, you see guys get cut and brought back. You see the tension and the angst that lies there when, when cuts are about to happen. Mm. You see, I've seen celebrations in the locker room when a guy has made the team and we didn't, he was on the bubble and we didn't know he was going to make it. It's just every gambit of emotion you usually go through in this game because you're fight. I've always said this, you're fighting mental and physical when you play football 100% of the time. So it makes it different because you look at that guy in the locker next to you and you know that he dealing with the same thing you dealing with, unless they a kicker or something. <laughs> you had, to get, had to get that in there. I had to get wow. that part in there, man. Uh, we apologize to all the kickers <laughs> out there. A reminder too that Coley Harvey, who's been outside of the hospital where DeMar Hamlin is still in intensive care, reported earlier some progress overnight, some signs that the doctors wanted to see, Great but news. still certainly a long way to go. We'll keep you updated on everything related to DeMar Hamlin. And coming up next on the show, the Eagles have lost two straight without quarterback Jalen Hurts. Here why Keyshawn believes the Eagles need to bring him back sooner than later. This thing getting all locked up in that NFC. We'll talk about that next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Do not miss our Saturday doubleheader closing out the season. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs take aim at the number one seed in the AFC. They're going to have to get past the Raiders at home, 415 Eastern. And then at 8 Eastern, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars host the Titans with the AFC South title on the line. Both games on ESPN, ABC, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. And as you might imagine, our coverage will span throughout that entire day. Let's talk Titans-Jags for a little bit. Titans have Josh Dobbs starting at quarterback again in a crucial game with those playoff implications. Jacksonville can secure its second AFC South title in franchise history 
Murray with a win. Remember the last time these two teams played, it was December 11th. The Jags won 36 to 22. And so it's been all about the quick game for Trevor Lawrence as we zero in on the Jags offense since turning it around in week nine. Since then, Lawrence has been excellent on passes under two and a half seconds, ranking fourth in QBR, third in yards per attempt, and tied first in touchdowns. Over that span, he's averaged the second fastest time to throw in the league. It's been pretty fun to watch. Let's bring back in Adam Schefter. And Adam, the Titans sat a bunch of players last yeah. week. What more can you tell us on who's actually going to be playing for Tennessee on Saturday night? Well, Laura, I think a lot of them will be back on Saturday night. And the most notable one, of course, is Derrick Henry, who for a second straight day today was a full participant in practice. That tells you he is expected to be able to play. Danico Autry back at practice in full. We think that maybe we'll see Jeffrey Simmons, but they know that their season and the AFC South title is on the line. And so I think you'll see a good number of those players out there Saturday against the Jacksonville Jaguars with so much at stake. Yeah, Mina, it's been really fun to watch the Jags have the success, to watch Trevor Lawrence look like this number one overall pick that we kind of all thought he was. But there's somebody else that you're looking out for in this game that you think could be a big factor. Yeah, I would say outside of Lawrence's improvement and his incredible play, the other reason why the Jags have had the success has been the game planning of head coach Doug Peterson. Yes. I think he's really, yes. really good at identifying the weaknesses in his opponents and exploiting them. We saw that against Marcus's Cowboys, yep. you know, the use of misdirection, the horizontal runs against the Jets, who also have a very good defense. That ball was coming out quick. He was getting it to Evan Ingram in the middle of the field, so we get yards after the catch. And we saw it the last time they played the Titans. The Tennessee Titans have a terrific run defense. So Jacksonville didn't bang their head into a wall. They had Trevor Lawrence throw it 42 times. They found the weaknesses in their secondary, notably at safety, and took advantage of it. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see the same thing in this game, especially with Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons back. You don't want to run into those guys. I think Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence will do a good job of finding mismatches against that Titans secondary and taking advantage of it once again. MK, I love that you brought up the game plan. And because, look, the two things that have traveled for the Tennessee Titans, especially when we've seen them in big games is the run game and their defensive front. And that's who is going to have to be special. The Nico Archer coming back, he's been in and out of the starting lineup with injuries. His presence, obviously Jeffrey Simmons, who had been dealing with an ankle injury. These guys know. Um, and Boogie, you brought it up when you, th this is it. This is the mm -hmm. this is the game yeah. that you have to win. And this game for the Tennessee Titans will be about stars. They've been riddled with injury. Obviously, the quarterback situation is what it is. So other facets of this football team that we've seen at times be dominant. Now, I know this D-line to the tune of nine sacks last year against Joe Burrow still lost the game, but they can be that dominant with Danico Archery and Jeffrey Simmons on the interior. They are going to have to hang their hat on what Mike Vrabel loves to do. Physicality, Derrick Henry downhill, but more importantly, this defensive line is going to have to impact Trevor Lawrence. I do not believe on the back end that the Tennessee Titans have enough for what Trevor Lawrence and these skill position guys have done. And I don't want this to get lost in all of it. it just what the Jaguars have done. They're Man. seeking to become the fifth team since the 1970 merger to go from the worst record in the NFL to winning um, their division yeah. in the next season. What a turnaround. A lot of credit to be uh, given out there. All right, Adam, busy day for quarterback news. For more yeah. on that, we go back to you. What more can you tell us about Lamar Jackson? Didn't practice again today, Laura. It's now a full month since he's played or practiced. 
The fact that he's starting the week with a did not practice tells you that he's tracking not to play again unless we see something unexpected, which we haven't all month. And so it looks like the Ravens are going to have to finish up their regular season trying to win that division without Lamar Jackson. Meanwhile, the Chicago Bears have ruled out Justin Fields for Sunday's game, the regular season finale. Nathan Peterman is expected to start in his place. Fields has been dealing with a hip strain, and that means that's the end of his season. A very successful second season for Justin Fields, who will not play on Sunday. And the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts, was listed as a limited participant in practice today due to that shoulder injury that's forced him out of action recently. The Eagles aren't saying it. My guess is, just like we were talking about with the Titans, the number one seed is on the line that when Sunday rolls around and they're playing the New York Giants, my sense is that we're going to see Jalen Hurts starting at quarterback on Sunday. Oh, I like to hear that. Uh, that just makes it even that much more interesting. Let's carry on here. Thanks, Adam. The Eagles offense has struggled without Jalen Hurts in their last two games. The team's total QBR has dropped by over 30 points, and they're averaging a full yard less per rush. But it's not just been because of the absence of Hurts, right, as their offensive line has also seen a significant dip in pass protection and has lost star right tackle Lane Johnson to injury over that span. I'm not sure that's gotten enough attention, but either way, Key, the Eagles can clinch the number one seed in the NFC with the win over the Giants. So how important is it for Philadelphia to go ahead and secure that top spot and hopefully do it with Jalen Hurts? It's extremely important. You know how we say, Laura, we've seen him with Jalen Hurts, mm. and we've seen him the last couple games without Jalen Hurts, and they're 0-2. And I, and I know you look at this and you say, okay, it's the Dallas Cowboys. They, even if he would have played in Dallas, maybe they lose that football game. I don't know. The New Orleans Saints game, I don't know. They probably could have clinched it a while ago, but it didn't happen. It is extremely important because when you look at the other two teams that are vying to be the number one overall seed, the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, the team that needs it the most is the Philadelphia Eagles. When they play at home, they're a different animal. We saw them against the Indianapolis Colts. They had to crawl and scratch and claw to come back and win that game. We saw Dallas on the road against Minnesota. We know what Christian McCaffrey and that defense can do, and they're portable. They can go anywhere. Philadelphia needs a home field advantage if they plan on going to the Super Bowl. I 100% agree that they, they need it, but not to the detriment of Jalen Hurts. I think this is a – I think two things can be true, Key, because I agree. If Jalen is up and ready to go, but ultimately you got to weigh that be up also with having him if one week is going to be the difference and you may not like up the one seed but you're going to get him back he makes a significant difference for this team in order to try to travel and go on the road the worst thing that could happen is he plays in this game trying to get a one seed when you've already clinched to be in the playoffs and you have a setback so look I know we don't play this game obviously with, with, with the connotation that somebody's going to get injured but based on the way that he plays you are going to have to be very careful. And don't forget this. This New York Giants defensive line is Ooh, hitting yeah. quarterbacks. They are getting after quarterbacks yes. a, a hell of a lot better than they were early in the season. All of those things have to be weighed in with the point that you brought up, Boogie. No Lane Johnson. Yeah. Go ahead, Key. You had something? Yeah, hey, look. I, I've, I've, been, I've been the one seed at the end of the season before and wind up the sixth seed 
in week one of the playoffs <laughs> was at home. Was home. They don't want that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that again. Jalen Hurts, a limited participant in practice, but Adam Schefter saying if you read between the lines, seems like he will play against the Giants. Coming up next on NFL Live, hear more about the character of DeMar Hamlin. And you've seen a lot of people say we hope that he can wake up and see all the support he's receiving, including the support on his toy drive. More on that in just moments. Thanks for being with us here. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is stuff I always thought of, but to be doing it, it's just like a, you know, it's a different feeling that I can't really describe right now. I'm thankful that I can even be in this position to get back. I can't really remember too many people that that got in front of me to show me like this is the way to go, this is the way to do it, you know. So I really feel like it's important for me. I know the difference uh, it can play. The only thing I could think of saying right now is I'm I'm big on family. Like I'm big on my family unit. Um, like my mom, my dad, my little brother. Like that's pretty much my whole world. Um, outside of any other thing going on, my life revolves around them. Like, I, I don't really do too much without my mom and dad's opinion. Um, whether I take it or whether I don't, you know, but I sometimes I just want to hear it, you know. Um, that's just how I was raised, and I, that's just something I'm, I'm big on. Stay low, stay low, stay low, stay low. Boom! Fumble! There you go, good work. That's a glimpse into who DeMar Hamlin is as a person. As you can see there, the Chasing M's Foundation, his foundation, his community toy drive, has now raised, what is that, 6.6 6 million? Yep. We were joking, the, the monitor's too far away, can't read it. Also, Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, just donated $25,000. That number keeps rising. Incredible to see the outpouring of support for a great cause and for a great man. Uh, Marcus, when you see the support that DeMar Hamlin has had across the NFL, but even beyond that, I think it speaks to just how much he has reached people and how many people are oh. rooting for his recovery. Listen, man, we, we have a lot of issues in this country. We, we go back and forth. We have a lot of people in different areas, different trains of thought. But ultimately, I've always said this, and this is why I am like I am. I think the I think the the majority of people are good. 
Yeah. And this is one of those examples where you start to understand like the fabric of what we do is together. And obviously coming together in a tragic situation, but a lot of people, these donations are about DeMar. These donations are about what we saw, but more importantly, they're about who he preceded before this injury happened, mm -hmm. who he was previously to yeah. this this uh, injury, this significant injury that he suffered. So I'm just proud to see it, man. It says a lot about where we truly are because the noise get loud sometimes and we all can kind of lose sight with negativity. This is one of those things I think that should be highlighted all the time. Yeah, a reminder, too, that DeMar Hamlin, according to the updates that we've had, made some positive progress overnight. The doctors saw some things that they wanted to see. Arcoli Harvey reporting on that. He is still sedated. He is still in intensive care. He's still technically in critical condition, but either way, some good signs. Yeah. We'll continue to keep an eye on all of this, continue to send our prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family. And, of course, we carry on with NFL Live throughout the week. Plenty more to come your way as we continue to get you ready for week 18. Thanks for being with us today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.